0: Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I'm pumped for this episode. I had the pleasure of interviewing Jim Gale and Matthew Britt of Galt's Landing and um, also of Food Forest Abundance. What they are doing is truly incredible. And in this episode, I had a paradigm shift. Literally, what they're presenting for us in humanity is going to be a game changer. The new earth is coming. It's already here. So many are preparing and building it. And in this episode, you will hear Jim's vision, passion, and Matthew's passion for what is being built right now all over the world, thanks to them and their vision. And I'm pumped to share this episode. Brothers and sisters, we are living in an unprecedented time where we get to bring again, living in the abundant garden, the garden of Eden on earth. There's an old rabbi that said, this world is still the garden. It's just our job to dig it out. And that's what these beautiful men and these beautiful souls are doing. So I'm excited to bring this episode to you and everyone enjoy. Well, brothers and sisters, like I said, in the intro, I am really excited to talk to Jim Gale and Matthew Britt I Jim, I saw the tour video that you did with McKinley interviewing you. I think it was like 50 minutes long. And you, you know, you showed meditating next to a beehive, you know, and the freak. I'm like, this is my type of guy. So I gotta to talk to him. And I'm so glad to have you on. And Matthew, I'm so happy to meet you. And and uh let's talk about what you guys are doing in this world to change this world.
1: Well, it's wonderful to be here with you, brother. It's I love your energy, your smile, just everything about your vibe is so beautiful. Um, our intention, and I'll I'll go. I like going from like reverse engineering, starting with the farthest thought, the most inspiring and empowering thought that I can imagine, mm-hmm. right? And it, it comes. There's a foundation to this thinking. It's you know, uh, I read a lot of books. Uh, one being Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. You probably you yeah. probably know about that one, yep, right? Yep. It's a classic. Napoleon Hill was commissioned by Carnegie to study the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. Mm. And after a lifetime of studying these individuals, Napoleon deducted whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Mm. Now that's a mega statement, right? If you really, there's no limits to that statement. Whatever your mind, everybody listening whatever your mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So I started playing with that using creative questions and asking questions like, you know, what's possible? What can the world be like? Mm. Is peace on earth possible? Is, I mean, just the question alone, it, 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 it's a presupposition that of course it is. If you combine that with Napoleon Hill's work. So then I became obsessed through originally through scarcity because I was scared because I was witness. I was aware through studying permaculture and then through red pilling to find out what's actually going on with the poisons. Right. I was became aware that we're absolutely destroying our world. Hmm. Then I started asking questions around wh- how is this happening and why is this happening? Hmm. And that, has that started in 2007 and it has been an obsession until about three years ago when I very strategically changed it from a an obsession, which is obsessions are typically based in scarcity and fear mm. and worry and anxiety, right? So then I'm like, okay, I, I learned from some of my teachers that that is destructive energy. And by the way, I had made, I had done 1.3 billion in the mortgage industry. And I had made 20 million bucks. I had a small motor yacht. I was living on the ocean. So I had a lot of time and I had a lot of money. Hmm. Well, when I went into scarcity, when I first learned that we're destroying the world, I had two daughters. And that was my catalyst for my asking new questions. And I, I started digging in and 20 about, well, About 16 years later, I found myself completely broke. Mm. I had invested every penny Mm. and uh, and my energy, everything I had into the solution. I built communities in Nicaragua and Costa Rica, and I've been screwed by the government so many times and learned so many tough lessons, but I wouldn't change a thing Mm. because you stick with it. And you learn from all those mistakes and all those learnings. I I don't even look at them as mistakes anymore. I learned so much from those, what I would call failures at the time. They were just part of the process of who I needed to be, to be where I'm sitting now. Mm. And so three years ago, I made the conscious decision to elevate my frequency, my energy, my vibration to that of joyful obsession. And now just last week (laughs) through a walking meditation, I elevated again to a loving obsession. And every one of those is an energy system. So basically what we're, what we see now is a clear path to peace on earth in the next four years. I love it.
0: I love it. You know, you, um, You're building for what is to come. And it's, I've had this vision and I've had this download for many, many years, actually the past three years, I I see a wall of water that went up and I wrote about this in this ebook that is released where this wall of water goes up to the sky, as far as we can see, and it's maybe six inches in depth and we can kind of get premonitions on what's on the other side, but we can't see clearly. And I kept hearing what this vision I kept getting is first comes truth then comes healing. First comes truth, then comes healing. Yes. And this water wall is the yes. truth that's about to just just pour. I mean, it's going to wash away everything, all the institutions that we've oh. lived with, religion, government, politics, corporations, all the entrenched, yeah. hidden and unseen forces will be exposed when this water wall falls. And what will be left is the healing. And I, when I saw your oh, video... Yes. I saw this is, there's all of us. And, I you know, humbly, I will say us in this, you know, Matthew, Jim, you know, all the people you're having on the 11th, which we'll talk about, we are for this on the other side of the wall of water. We're preparing right now. And there's this world that's still holding on to this side of the wall wall of water. And they don't understand that they're holding on to things that are going away. And so I love what you're talking about because we will have peace. We will have Health again. The plants will grow again. the The colors will be richer. the Our cells yeah. will be fuller. You know, of more life. And so, yeah. I just want to say, I love it, and I'm so glad you're on. So glad. Yeah. You're on. Me too, brother. And the word apocalypse means the great reveal. Right. So
1: people are scared of the apocalypse. No, we got to embrace the yeah. reveal of the truth because yeah. on the other side of the wall of water, <laughs> that's right, is beauty.
0: Yeah, it's beauty. It's goodness. So Matthew, uh, jump in here, brother. Like, How did you first hear of Jim? I know you shared with me before, but talk about that story and then what's the journey been like since you joined?
2: Yeah. Well, again, Lucas, thanks for having me on as well. I'm really grateful to be here and echo Jim's sentiment, man. You stand out. Your energy is really contagious. I see the great words in behind you, faith and love and joy and you know, we were definitely in alignment with all of that stuff. So for, for me, hearing Jim speak uh, about two and a half years ago on The High Wire with Del Bigtree and shortly after on the Tinfoil Hat podcast with Sam Tripoli, that was enough for me to say, I got to meet this guy and I want to find a way to collaborate with him. And my first intention actually was to unify the business I was with. And food forest abundance. I just felt that there was a great potential mm. partnership opportunity there. It didn't work out at that time, and I really was put in a position where I need to make a choice. You know, what am I going to do? Mm. I I didn't not like my job. I enjoyed what I was doing. I was the head of business development for a great business in the United States. A friend of mine is the CEO of that company, but. Overall, I just felt this calling and desire to make a much greater impact overall in the life that I was living. I didn't want to settle for mediocrity. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pursue gigantic goals and missions. And Jim laid out the path to really a a world that is full of abundance. I had this belief that all this was possible. You know, I've read the books, Bold and Abundance and Mm. the Future is Faster Than You Think by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. And in those books, those guys, they lay out really the path that Jim has laid out too, but they they show how all this is possible. Mm. And I firmly believe that abundance for everybody is here. It's here now. Yes. Yes. But we continue to be fooled that it isn't. Right. And not a single person on the planet should go without today. That's right. There is not a shortage. You know, I heard Elon Musk talking to Joe Rogan yesterday in their episode together. I think this is number three or four they've done together. And Elon was talking about how fooled the population is and how there's so many of the World Economic Forum leadership that are telling us we don't have enough. The world is overpopulated, that right. humanity is the problem. Right. And meanwhile, Elon's going on the other side saying that is just a load of shit. We have enough for everybody. Yeah. And that when we just really start utilizing our resources wisely, that everyone will experience the abundance that is here right now. So, mm-hmm. what I identified that resonated so well with me. What Jim had put together. And I just decided to jump in, grab his hand or his coattails and do whatever I could (laughs) to be here. And, you know, like he said, it was joyfully obsessed. And I love that little statement change, Jim, how we're now lovingly obsessed because that operating in the frequency of love. That's right. Joy is a great one. You know, that feeling of joy is really tremendous, but love, even better. So where we're at now, we are unstoppable, you know, regardless of what is thrown our way, we are going to make sure we get this done. Mm-hmm. And it's an honor to be here with them. And I look forward to uh, creating this beautiful future together. So
0: cool. It's so cool. But Bo- I mean, just both of you, your articulation and your energy and what you're putting forth, you know, it's the resonance of nature. Like nature is yeah. God's cadence. There is no yeah. mistake. And you could just, yeah. we, that's what's beautiful. staying thinking about this leading up to this episode is um, in Hebrew, the word for love is a Hava, which means to give. Yeah. yeah. But the greatest act of love we can give to another is to receive their love. Like when I receive your love, I'm actually yeah. giving you love. You feel love. And that's what nature is in constant relationship with. Releasing and receiving. Releasing and receiving. And it's like what you guys, just just the energy that you're putting forth, it's cool because it's in resonance with that energy of nature. And you're talking about abundance. I just want before I ask you a question, I, you reminded me, Matthew, of there's this old uh, rabbi who said, the earth, the world is still the garden. The earth is still the garden, but it's our job to dig it out and uncover it. It's, it's there. It's just been hidden. It has been, you know, some soot has been falling on it, but it's our job just to clean it away. And reveal its beauty again. And that's what I feel you guys are doing. Oh, and it's so, this is the fun
1: part. It is so logical and so simple Mm. that people have been programmed to not see the logic and the simplicity of it. And how were they programmed? By fear and scarcity narratives. It's always the fear and scarcity that becomes the control mechanism of the wicked. Of the evil, right? Yes. Evil is live backwards, right? That's right. <laughs> it's That's right. It's incredible how simple it is, and here, here it is. Like you know, Victor Hugo's quote. I it, his quote was, um, "There's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world, and that is an idea whose time has come." Mm. Well, that just drives a lot of people nuts because he doesn't say what <laughs> the idea is. Right? <laughs> right. It's right. like Buddha holding up the flower, like, but he didn't say nothing. Right. Well, it's so utterly simple idea. What happens in your mind when you get a good idea? Hmm. A light bulb goes off. It's a light mente, It's enlightenment, right? And the idea is a mind free of government, which means mind control programming. And that's always fear and scarcity. See, the idea is truly service and love and abundance and joy. Right. The idea is to give because the best thing we could do for ourselves is to give and to serve in very logical ways. Right. But then let's get even deeper into this. Right. When we take out the poisons, the ultimate poison is fear. Right. Mm. But on the physical level, the poisons like Roundup and glyphosate. Which have already, Bayer and Monsanto have already paid $11 billion in fines for criminal class action lawsuits. Mm. And yet their product is still on the shelf. When we simply take the poisons out through being aware of how bad they are, and then we grow food instead of lawns. Right. Right? There are 50 million acres of lawn in the United States alone. When we take out and transplant 60% of that into fruit trees and berry bushes that take less maintenance than lawns, Mm. then we have food everywhere. We have the Garden of Eden everywhere. And we solved mass extinction, deforestation, cancer, diabetes, heart disease. We ended world hunger and we ended tyranny simply by living a life of service and stewardship to ourselves, our friends, our families, and our communities. (laughs)
0: And let us end the fun. <laughs> that is so good. That is so good. Yeah. I mean, that is it. Um, I really feel like we're waking up and there's some slow, there's some lag, obviously. A lot of people are still um, under the spell of the program, but there's so many of us who are waking up where we're saying we don't have to play their game anymore. Mm-hmm. And they have, I think I'm, I always say the truth never needs to be marketed. So the amount of yeah. marketing that they put forth tells us it's not the truth. They have to put so many billions of dollars in campaigns and manipulation and frequencies and all these things. But the minute we say, not playing your game anymore, and I feel like that's what you guys are doing. It's like you turned around and you went a different direction and people are like, oh, I want to go that way. And the minute we turn around, they don't get our energy anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening. We don't have to fight them and destroy them. And we just say not playing your game exactly the old
2: way obsolete yeah that's right right buckminster fuller says that one very well don't try to create or change what's already there just create Mm -hmm. a new way and make the old way obsolete and that's definitely what our intention is and it's what
0: we're doing wow yeah i love that so let's talk i mean there's so many things um I'll talk about galt's landing and the model okay. it, like the vision that you had for it jim and then how it's coming to fruition because i will say just watching that 50 minute video i learned a lot when you're saying like this you didn't uh i don't know how you said it but like there wasn't machinery that cut through these roads it was just the path naturally you're walking through and pulling up yeah. medicine and all sorts of stuff I'm like god this is <laughs> this is the earth and the earth is beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. How'd you come up with the vision for Galt's Landing? So it was an
1: evolution of vision, right? It started with complete ignorance about, I didn't even know what permaculture was. I'd never heard the term. Mm. Permaculture means permanent culture. And it started out as permanent agriculture and an agricultural mm-hmm. design science. So everything we know, at least that's taught in colleges and universities around the world about monocultures and growing food is wrong. It's all BS, right? It's belief systems propped up by bad science and it's all bullshit. Right. The truth of the matter is the like this idea of some people might have a vision of the Garden of Eden where there's just food everywhere. Some people might have the vision of a food forest, right? It's the same thing, mm-hmm. or simply using our land wisely. So what happened, uh, I first started in uh, Nicaragua and then I found Costa Rica and I liked the, the rainforest more than the dry mm-hmm. forest. So I moved there, lived there for almost 12 years and I lived right in nature. We had an animal rescue center. We had hundreds and hundreds of fruit trees, fruits that I'd never heard of, like so many of them. Mm. And I felt completely in love with the idea and the ethics and the principles of permaculture. Mm. So then I moved to after being completely ripped off by the Costa Rican government. Mm. Um, in fact, we beat them in court three times. And now they they owe us a lot of money, $28 wow. million, according to a court-appointed actuary. Um, I'm not holding my breath. But anyway. Um, I, I moved to, I, I recognize what was happening in the world. I, I know that the collapse of the old system is imminent. It's, it's absolutely for sure happening because all unsustainable systems fail. It's 100% certain. That's the mm-hmm. definition of unsustainable. So anyway, when we got back, um, one of my friends, Brian Hickok um, and Christy, um, we wanted to buy a piece of land together. So I had this vision and sort of Brian of what we wanted. He's a pilot and he loves to fly and we both love lakes and I love to fish. Mm-hmm. So we, we went to all the local developers and real estate agents in central Florida and we wanted to be, there was certain criteria. One was we wanted to be less than an hour from Orlando International because that's where Brian's home base is. He's JetBlue. Mm-hmm. The other one is we wanted a lake and we wanted the ability to have a runway. Right. Mm. So we told all the developers and realtors around the area we're buyers were ready to go. And every one of them just looked at us cross-eyed. They said, well, <laughs> I don't. In fact, several of them said that doesn't exist. Mm. There's no such thing as that. Well, I got a call two weeks after meeting this one guy, Bob, great guy, Bob Witten. He goes, Jim, I can't believe it, but something just popped up. You got to come take a look a 51-acre piece with thousands of feet of lake uh, shore on a private 430-acre lake with a mile-long paved runway bordering the east of the property. (laughs) We now have the only dock on this massive lake that is just loaded with fish. Wow. And we have created... A food forest, a completely off grid community. John Gall from Atlas Shrugged. That's who who it's named after, Gall's Landing. And we've created a completely off grid community where we produce all of our own food, water, and energy on site, right? We harvest the water from uh, wells and from rainwater catchment and from a four acre pond that we dug. We put 14,000 fish with seven different species in the pond, and we use the pond water to fertigate the food forest in different zones. Wow! Cool. And now we have over 230 varieties of food growing on the property, and it's absolute paradise. It's a demonstration site for everything that we talk about. So we don't talk about things. This is not a hypothetical solution to the all the world's biggest problems. It's mm. a demonstrable solution mm. and we and are inviting more people to demonstrate freedom with us.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Matthew, when um when you first went down there, what was your experience like? What how did you feel when you stepped onto the grounds?
2: It's magical, man. Like mm. you can't you can't describe it in words. It's just a feeling when you go walking through that place.
0: Mm. The
2: diversity right? 230 different types of edible perennial plants.
0: Wow, Most
2: people can't name 20 or 30. Right, right? And to see right. that many in one place and just the abundance of life that it attracts to it, Ooh. the energy that you feel and then tasting the food, it's really, it's remarkable.
0: <laughs> and like
2: Jim, I didn't know what permaculture was. Now for Jim, it was 16 plus years ago. For me, it was two and a half years ago. I had heard the word, but had no clue. You know, it just seemed like, "Hey, this is logical." I believed in the abundance uh, that Jim had talked about, so the the leap wasn't a leap of you know blindness. It was, "I believe this is possible too." So let's go get it, and I'll learn about it along the way. And now I really focus to inspire others just based on my own experience, seeing Galt's Landing and what's been done there, and having the belief that we can do this and we can do it because it already exists. Hmm. We can do it because enough people are telling us we can't. Right? right? We're going against right. the stream. We're going upstream, but really they've they've created this stream going the other direction. The hmm. natural flow is what we're now turning it back around to and every day we're talking to people from all over the world about doing this and like you th- like you said earlier here you see more and more people air quotes, waking up. Yeah, it's absolutely true. People are realizing the bullshit we've been fed. Right. And they're now saying, I'm open to discovering what else is out there. What is true? Mm. Right. And once they're starting to peel back those layers, they're realizing how many things have been farces, how many lies they're told. Mm. And they're realizing that everything they've ever dreamt of that they feel inside. I think people feel this inside. They know that something isn't right. Right. And they're starting to take action in a big way to create the new world alongside of us. Hmm.
0: It's it's cool. I was um, so professionally been brand strategist and creative director, big tech companies and big brands and had my own agency for a long time and also worked with some big manufacturers. And I was talking to um, Kubota about their product and what they're they got going on. And this this guy said, we've just exploded since 2020 on the personal small tractors, the mini tractors that we do. And I said, yeah, because there's a movement of sovereignty and people are getting one acre to 10 acres and they're starting. And he's like, that's exactly it. And it it was really affirming from a business side to say we're exploding in this market. And, you know, you don't hear that. You don't hear, hear this, this man at a company verifies that they're exploding. That's what was the Mm -hmm. word he used people buying mini tractors. But if I just kind of put my ear in the air right now, I don't hear that narrative Mm -hmm. anywhere. You don't see that on the news. You don't even really see it on, you don't even see it on truth or stuff you don't see people working the land it's still so much about the government and politics and and i think what's so beautiful one of the many things of what you guys are doing is we're talking yes it's nature but we're really talking about the beauty of humanity coming yeah. back in right relationship with yeah. our home <laughs> you know it's like i want to go home i don't want to play yeah. in their sandbox it smells like cat crap. You know, I want to go home (laughs) and play in the garden. And, um, and it's just
2: beautiful. One of the things that I've come to learn and didn't really ever think about it before is how currently our food production systems, whether that's your backyard garden or the monoculture farm, both of them fight nature. They literally are fighting Mm. against nature. And that's what makes it so difficult because nature is never going to lose. It's relentless. It is unstoppable, right? If we leave the city of New York alone for a few years with no people in it, it won't be long till it is overgrown with nature. Wow. And because we fight nature, it makes it hard. All we're suggesting is stop it. Stop (laughs) fighting with nature. Let's work with nature. Yeah, It serves us and we're the great stewards of it. And when we just flip that script, it now becomes simple because Mm. who does the work? It's not Jim and I. It's not the other people that have their food forests. Mm. It's nature that does it all. We get to sit back and let nature do what nature is designed to do. Wow. And we get to harvest and share that abundance with
0: everyone. Wow, that is a paradigm. Shift. I, that's a paradigm shift. It completely, completely. is a paradigm yes. shift. Yes, yes, yeah. Jim, what? Yeah, um, yeah go, go ahead. jump. No, jump in. Jim. Go. I'll ask questions later. Well, I
1: mean, it's so it's so funny because there's so many layers of BS in people's minds programmed. By design, by strategy, right? When Henry Kissinger 50 years ago said, if you want to control people, control food, it's it's important for people to realize how important that That was not just the ramblings of a psychopath. That right. was the strategy of the guy in charge of implementing the strategy. Right. And it all leads mm-hmm. up to BlackRock, which is not only the name, but the intention and all that stuff. So what I am is... I am not a farmer. I am a harvester. I walk outside and I can get in 10 minutes, I can get a basket of food to feed my whole family. Now, if I want to eat fish for lunch and dinner, then it might take me two hours. And I have probably really probably half an hour usually. But let's say in two hours on almost every occasion, unless it's really windy or something, I can have enough fish to feed my whole family and another family. Right And chickens and eggs And and everything else And cows take a little extra work We hire the butcher We don't do it ourselves We will I just don't know how to yet But I will learn Mm. And we hire a butcher Now we've got this huge pile of Fresh farm-raised meat In our freezer Right. Mm -hmm. And what do we have to do for the cows? Almost nothing all year long Same with the fruit trees And same with all the other stuff We just walk outside and it's there
0: so cool. Um, By the way, this is a great quote that you just said. I'm not a farmer. I'm a harvester. That's a t-shirt. That is a campaign. That is, there's a lot to that. That's yeah. fantastic. Um, What about, one of the questions I wanted to get out on this episode is what about, like I'm in Dallas, I'm in North Texas and it's completely different climate. So the climate, how does it work in different climates? Matthew, you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. We design
2: appropriately for that climate zone. Hmm. So people have greened the desert. Literally, they have taken the deserts of Jordan and many other places where it's literally desertified and converted that into lush green ecosystems. Hmm. And the interesting thing is as they start greening they start attracting more water and, again, more life. Wow, So you can do it in the deserts. You can do it in northern climates. I live in Canada. Uh, We have a food forest in northern Minnesota, which would be basically the same latitude as where I am in Ottawa, Ontario. And there's over 300 edible perennial plants in that guy's food
0: forest. They've
2: done food production in the north, you know, you can go up further and further north and still be able to do it. Now, some of the mechanisms need to change Mm. if you're going way, way up north where it's not really very inhabitable anyways. Mm. So we shouldn't be too surprised, but you have to change. You have to add greenhouses or other structures sometimes to make it work. But you get creative. You can still even places like that leverage the sun you can mm. leverage the geothermal energy that's in the ground. And there's greenhouses made today that are designed to operate in these northern climates. Cool. So it's manageable no matter where you live. It's a little bit different and maybe harder in some locations over others, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. Mm. And really all that matters is when it's possible, I am possible, right? That's right.
0: That's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. It what's the ultimate yeah. and the
1: principles. Hmm. I, I just want to put one thought in that The permaculture principles lay it all out It's a design science And it's epic And so the, the ethics Are earth care, people care, and fair share Which means reinvesting The surplus in a wise way It doesn't mean at the point of a gun Like communism, it means voluntaryism, And then the principles lay out So you can do the principles at the North Pole And in permaculture If you're at the North Pole you're gonna probably be eating seals and narwhals. That right? You'll, you'll create a habitat where you hopefully attract more seals and narwhals. So there's always a solution where people live sustainably. They're using permaculture techniques.
0: Cool. Um, what what's the ultimate vision for Gults Landing? I know you're building homes on it, and is it yeah? I guess walk me through the ultimate vision for Gults Landing. The ultimate vision for God landing, and I've been visualizing
1: this. I'm 102 years old, and I'm on my trampoline teaching my great great grandkids how to do backflips, <laughs> wow. and all around is just epic amounts of life. The mm. vision is to demonstrate freedom. Like that's the highest level vision demonstrate freedom at every conceivable level levels that I have not yet conceived of. I will, because that's my intention, right? I'm aware that James Patrick Gale is just a, is just an AI, just nothing. The ego is, is just kind of a a placeholder for the divine to express. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why when we're programmed, we don't have any new thoughts but when we meditate and we relax and when we breathe and look around in nature, then all of a sudden we get inspired ideas. Where do mm-hmm. they come from? Somewhere divine, somewhere ep- apple, you know, epic. Some people would call it God, maybe. And and many other words
0: are oh, oh. we lost them. <laughs> Dang it. That was <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that. Oh, here he comes. There he here is. He um it's We'll wait for him. But I, I, while we're waiting for Jim, oh, there you are, Jim. You're back. You and you just said some people would call it God, and then it cut out. Yeah, and I really want to put a pin in this
1: because this is so important nowadays. If you are mad at anybody else around the world for using a different name, that's right. Then you are programmed, right? Yeah, that's right. This this is the biblical war, yes. Right now that we are witnessing. We got to stop the hatred, stop the voting for genocide on either side.
0: That's right. And we got to start voting for peace. That's right. That's right. Man, um, what's one of the things that you have been shocked most about? Like, you know, Matthew, you said you don't have to fight. You're fighting against nature if you're doing these false things. So that must have been an aha moment. But what are some other aha moments you've had as you've gone down this path of what the earth actually can provide? Well,
2: I don't necessarily even currently know. I don't think there's any limits to what the earth can provide. I think it can Mm -hmm. provide us with every single thing that we need to thrive, not just get by, not scrape by. It's actually thrive. It can give Mm. all of us and all of nature, all the animals, all the plants all the insects, everything we need, everything we need to thrive. Mm. But- One of the pieces that I think is not, it's not surprised me, but has given me a whole lot more courage through these trials is the amount of people that are also on this path and seeking it out too. Mm, And how many people are really breaking through the bullshit and coming out and declaring that they want something different. Right. You know, as Jim said, it's if you are angry at another person for them believing a different name over the name you have for this thing, you've been programmed. Like, That's right. We have to get back to we are all the same. It does mm. not matter the color of our skin, right? where we were born, what right. imaginary border we were born inside of. Yep. We're the same. And every one of us wants the same thing. Mm. We are all going for the same thing. We've just, again, been fooled to buy some story that makes us angry at our brother and sister for a reason we don't really even know why. More often than not, it's been passed down from a parent or a grandparent. Yeah, But those truths of the truths of the lies that were fed is starting to really peel back in a big, big way. Mm. Sometimes, you know, the media will fool again, more and more people around. They, they establish a new story and you see some of the air quotes, truthers kind of fall for it again and end up back in that place. Right. But overall, I think that the there's, there's a larger than we may believe portion of the population globally who is done with it. Hmm. I think there are way more people than we currently think if we're on the truth side that are really a part of this. They've just totally turned their backs. They've shut off the television. They've turned off social media. They've unplugged and they are now going forward with confidence, with faith, with courage and taking action to take care of their own families and even more importantly take care of their communities That's inspire right. their communities mm. you know i today just today alone i spoke with two different people from different schools that wanted to implement food forests on their schools oh. to inspire their children at those schools mm. and see what we're doing here yes by establishing food forests everywhere you know we help with a massive amount of things but we're still If we just focus there, we could be missing the kids, but we're not, right? We're still directing a lot of energy towards inspiring the children as well with these things that exist through the permaculture science. And as we continue to breathe that life into children, I think that our AI, our connected consciousness, Mm -hmm. that is all of the people, all of our brains in that neural network connected to one another when we literally unlock that in the genius of kids, mm. that is another way that we completely change the world. Right? When, you, when you understand yeah. that if you took 105-year-olds and tested them for genius, almost every single one of them would be classified as a genius. Mm. It'd be a fraction of a percent that is not. Mm. But then if you tested that same group five years later, you would notice a sharp decline in the number of them that are geniuses. Right. And if you did it again, another five years later, you'd notice an even sharper decline where it's now into, you know, 10% or less are still at that genius rate. And then you even go at another five years. So now these kids are in their twenties. You would have a fraction of a percent that would still be classified as geniuses. Right. And why is that? Cause our dumbing down system also known as school. Yep. Yeah is robbing our kids of their genius. Right. But what we're also seeing today, especially with what Jim and I do, we see countless parents going, I've had enough of that. Mm. My child is a genius and I'm leaving them out of the programming system called our education system. And I'm going to take this into my own hands and give my children a chance to unschool and just be kids Mm. and self-direct their own education. Right. Because kids know what they want, right. they tell us all the time. We just don't listen, mm. right? And then if we let them start being more in self-discovery and we let them really communicate with one another and get in the practice of meditation, of breath work, of right, right really getting connected that way, and then you start amassing more and more kids that are utilizing that brilliance and genius, what's the future they're going to create, right? Right. Yeah.
0: This is what's so beautiful. What you guys are talking about is it's bringing in spirituality. I mean, it's actually, I don't even like these terms because it dissects us from the truth of who we are. Like we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, but we're also physical bodies having a spiritual experience and they're, and both are beautiful. And um, it just seems that, you're you're not i was just gonna say like not on you're not only on the right path but i just want to tell you guys even though you don't need it for me it's just keep going and keep going yeah. boldly you know jim and matthew your energy too it's just very you know the strong masculine and strong and bold yeah. just continue because as the voice crying out in the wilderness says prepare ye the way of the lord in a sense is these yeah. voices when people say well the cities are full of disease and filth and vermin and crime and they're going to look to escape and they're not escaping to barrenness they're escaping back home to the humanness and so i just want to acknowledge you both It's, it's just such a beautiful mission you're on and it's so joyful and we invite everybody to join us That's the
1: thing. We are the messengers. So let's be the messengers by demonstrating love and service and abundance and planting seeds, seeds of ideas, seeds of awareness, Mm. and then seeds in the ground. And, you know, this earth is a free energy system. There's I mean, the sun is a free energy system. So this idea that we have limited energy is completely insane. Right. Right. Every apple. Right. One of my favorite concepts to demonstrate this is you can count the seeds in an apple, but you cannot count the apples in a single seed. It's Mm -hmm. exponential. Mm -hmm. That's the power of nature. And we are
0: demonstrating this incredible truth. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Um,
0: Let's talk about what you got going on on the 11th. Awesome. I sometimes I shut my mic off because there's
1: cars here beeping once in a while. But um, so on the 11th, we're having a celebration of freedom and abundance called the Path to Freedom, and we've got about 25 incredible speakers that are going to be speakers who have stood up in their roles, and they've already shown that they're incredibly wise and successful and courageous. You know, in fact, Theo Fleury, the hockey superstar, just sent us a video. Matthew, I'm not sure if you've seen that one yet. It's in our one of our Telegram pages. I've I've kept it there, and it's fantastic. It's just epic. And mm-hmm. and Pat Militich, who was a five time UFC world champion, he was just at Golds Landing for a few days, oh. and he is now a soil savior. You know, and Theo Fle- Fleury is now a trauma expert. So from hockey. To, to trauma and from UFC to soil savior and Brigadier General Blaine Holt who mm. was a complete you know um he worked for the dark side and now he's awake and he's like no we're yeah. not doing that no more wow. right and
0: oh <laughs> shoot well I'll say and my friend Melanie Martin uh, is going to speak she's amazing um there's just gonna be a lot of powerful powerful people there yes there is yeah Yeah. i I was saying and melanie sorry guys Uh, yeah yes yes and
1: melanie's fantastic so we've got a film crew coming and they're going to film the whole thing and we're going to create a documentary that's going to lay out all of the layers and we could talk for hours Mm. and we have about all the layers of the freedom puzzle that we have already in place so now it's just a matter of just continuing to do what we're doing with everybody. And I mean, we being everybody who wants to live a a wonderful life, that's who we are, right? That includes Mm -hmm. everybody. We have no patents, no NDAs, no non competes. Everything we do is open source and it's resulting in massive energy.
0: Amazing, amazing, amazing. And is that open to the public? It is, yes. You can go on our website, galtzlanding.farm.
1: That's G-A-L-T-S farm, And you can sign up for either on-site or you can uh, do the live stream one. It's it's $69 bucks on site and 49 for the live stream. And then we're also going to do the documentary. And uh, everybody's invited. We've got kind of a limit of around uh, probably 300 people for the on-site. But then we're, you know, one other thing that I want to share, and in case I get kicked off, Matthew can continue to share about this. We're creating an app that people can have all of their questions answered real time. so I'll give you an example if you have if you want to grow food and you're growing something and it's not working out let's say the leaves are curled or there's yellow bug on plants you can literally take a picture you can put it on this and one of our professional permaculture designers, will give you an answer in real time. So, and that's just one of the many functions of this app that'll
0: be to market in about two months. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, I feel compelled to say, God bless you both. And, and I am, you know, God bless you guys. It it doesn't matter. Like you said, the word, it's just a sound. It's a vibration. And we've been conditioned to, you know, Matthew, you said, be angry at, others. And it's also, we've been conditioned to be afraid of others, mm-hmm. you know, be afraid of these terms or, but at the end of the day, we all want to be loved. We want to be known. We want to be safe. We want to be free and we want to be fed. You know, So it's like, Oh, there goes Jim. But it's <laughs> like, it seems like what you guys are doing is it's, it's really the foundational piece, the truth or movement Hasn't really given sustainable ideas and solutions to how shall we then live post the downfall of this. You know, it's not just Trump and Q come into, you know, yeah, great. Okay, cool. And then, <laughs> then what? After they're yeah. all defeated, then what? And it's like, once I found you guys, I'm like, this is what I'm talking about on the other side of this wall of water. It's, I don't want to put effort trying to fight that, which is going away. I want to put effort into building the love in the life that we are to live. We are the stewards of the new earth. Yes. Yeah, brother.
2: I think another piece that uh, is important to know about what we've been doing here is, and this is what Galt's Landing is. Galt's Landing is our first Freedom Farm Academy location. Hmm. And a Freedom Farm Academy, to keep it really simple, you can think about it as a physical demonstration location, that showcases everything that's possible when it comes to having an abundance of food, energy, water, and then even diving into healing. Mm. Because people today, they might have a belief that some of these things are possible, but their knowing is very limited. Yeah. And what does it take to actually help them have a new image in their head, right? If we think in terms of pictures, how do we change the picture? Mm. And what we continued to experience as we were talking to tens of thousands of people around the world about growing food was that they had a primary image in their head of the annual garden or the monoculture farm, Mm. which as stated earlier, they thought about fighting nature. And that's not what we're doing.
0: Mm. So
2: we're like, how do we change that image?
0: Mm.
2: And the answer was really simple, but it was like an aha moment. It's like, get them to go through a food forest. Yeah. So we started doing that. We started sending people to walk through Galt's Landing. And as they were doing that, the image changed, right? Mm-hmm. It, it now gave them the new picture. So we said, hey, we need way more demonstration locations. If we're going to inspire this mass shift in consciousness,
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: not going to be with our words. It's going to be by showing people and demonstrating it.
0: Mm-hmm. So then
2: we said, hey, we're going to do a complete disservice here if we only focus on the permaculture Mm. and the food production system because people today have access to incredible products, incredible technologies, services that can give them that independence and self-sufficiency on every level. And Mm. it's not just one thing, it's many, many things. So we said, hey, let's put all of these pieces or as many of them, as we can together into these Freedom Farm Academy locations. And let's go showcase this stuff to everybody who wants to come and see it Amazing. and give people a way to come tour these locations, experience all of these different possibilities, right? With our food production, we have the permaculture, but we've also got hydroponics and vertical gardening and electroculture and aquaponics and right? On and on microgreens. Then we can bring the animal husbandry into the mix. Mm. But then from an energy standpoint, we've got solar, we've got wind, we've got geothermal, we've got hydroelectric, Mm. we've got free energy devices that continue to exist, but be suppressed.
0: Yep, exactly. I was going to say, exactly. We've also
2: got the water piece where you can capture the rainwater and store it on the property and move it around the property. But Mm. oh yeah, you can also get water from the atmosphere, There's atmospheric water generators. And then you can filter that water and structure that water and make it coherent and be better for you. Mm. And then, oh yeah, by the way, there's also incredible products and services and technologies that help with true healing, Mm. right? So we combined all of that stuff and created the Freedom Farm Academy business model. And I always like to reference it because people have a good frame of what an Apple store is right? They've, they've walked through an Apple store or they've, or they've saw all the people in the mall at the Apple store trying the stuff. Right. Right. And why did Apple do that? Why did they give people the ability to go in there and literally use everything? Well, by, they knew when people experienced it, it made it real
0: mm. and it
2: made them say, I want some of this for me. Mm. Well, We've done that same thing. We've created these beautiful locations. We've currently sold 18 Freedom Farm Academies around the world. They're in four different countries. We only launched the concept just over a year ago and they're in different phases of being built out. But our intention is 10,000 of them. Wow. And what would that do for changing the pictures in people's head about what's possible? Yes, Yes. When we establish one of these anywhere, if you go talk to anybody who lives around Gulf Landing now, it's jaws on the floor. Wow! I can't believe how incredible that place is. I want some of that for my own home. Mm, that's so. And funny. as we do this more and more and more, it continues to accelerate exponentially. The frame change, the paradigm shift. Yeah. Right. The new vision. So now people don't see off grid as a little cabin in the woods with nothing. They now see off grid and self-sufficient as possible with luxury, all the comforts that we're used to today, except it's uncontrolled and it's abundant.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's freaking amazing, man. It really is. It's the coolest. I am so glad I got connected with you guys and I'm so honored to have you on the podcast and to share your heart, your passion, you know, and give you a huge hug if I was with you right now. Just appreciate it. I feel it. And uh, I can't wait to get this. On that
2: hug topic, I uh, started a t-shirt company back in 2014 called Let's Hug It Out. And (laughs) the shirts, they (laughs) literally just said, let's hug it out on the front of them. And the whole mission of the company was to spread hugs, positive vibes, and happiness around the world simply by wearing a shirt. I love it. And the power of those shirts, you know, although I sold the shirts for like $25, I got told over and over and over again, how valuable those shirts were because when someone put the shirt on, they felt better instantly Mm, because they knew when they went out of the house, they knew what that shirt meant. Mm right? So they got a, the residual benefit of buying that shirt had an exponential effect when they went out into the world because they would get smiles. They'd get random hugs. They'd get people pointing and saying, Hey, you know, look, look at that shirt over there or whatever it was. They felt good wearing it. And people who saw it felt good wearing it. Amazing. And what I always used to say when I had that shirt company going was what would be, what would the difference be in the front lines, if before they started killing each other, they all gave each other a hug. Yeah. Yeah. That's what right. What would happen? Right. We would see a lot less death. Yeah. That's you right. look at how many times you even see clips of someone who's got a gun ready to hurt somebody and something is said and they end up embracing somebody else in a hug Yeah, and all of a sudden the gun goes away. Right. 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 That's Right. That human connection has been ripped apart from us. Yeah, that's right. And it's getting further and further apart because of the screen, right? The disconnection with the phone and the social media. Meanwhile, it's the less we've never been so less social.
0: Yeah, that's right.
2: Right. The true human connection, when we bring that back and we get people side by side, face to face, giving each other hugs again leading with their hearts open and Ooh. full of love instead of full of scarcity and fear right how
0: quickly will our world be different that's right that's right, right brother. that's right um speaking of hugs <laughs> mm-hmm. uh this mentor of mine is telling me that they've conditioned us to hug wrong yeah, that yeah. we've hugged on the left side, hearts yeah. away from each other, but yes. we are to hug on the right side, heart to heart. And that's when the energetic love really passes from one body to the next. Yes, And so I've been practicing that, but it still feels unnatural just because the condition usually is, so I'm working on this and it's only been a couple months. Well, my wife and we have four kids and our baby was sleeping, but we like to watch the voice, the show where they, I don't know if you know the show, but people sing and they turn around and these judges choose them well two of the judges john uh legend and some other one on on the show hugged on the right side and i thought they know Mm -hmm. (laughs) they teach the opposite Mm -hmm. and I guess we're all coming into waking up to what the real power is. You know, they've, they've kept it controlled for so long and now we're taking it back. What's rightfully ours. And yeah. I don't know, brother, I just really appreciate you I appreciate your heart and your, your mission, your courage to reach out to Jim and then join, join him. And uh, I look forward to the day we'll, we'll be in, in person and we'll give each Absolutely. other that hug. that will be great. Absolutely. It will happen man Matthew thank you and Jim I don't know if you're gonna watch this far but thank you for coming on both you and um brother I look forward to seeing you soon
2: absolutely thank you so much Lucas for having us on it's been an honor to be here and Mm. thank you for what you're doing to get the message out to the world
0: well brother Matthew and Jim thank you so much for spending time Jim Incredible that you're able to make that, especially what's going on with your mom. And I'm so honored to have that time with you. And everyone, I'll put the website in, go to foodforestabundance.com or Gulf's Landing. We got to get more people to understand what's possible with nature and food and energy. And we are sovereign beings. We are created in the image of the Most High. The Creator made us to live in synonymous harmony with this creation. And it is time that we learn how again. Brothers and sisters, I bless you all. I love you all. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.